Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot AU and on demand out of the pan with Sally on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. 3CR proudly broadcasting from the lands of the original inhabitants and we pay respects to elders past and present and also acknowledge our um, queer original inhabitants, including sister girls and brother boys, for their unique and amazing contributions to diversity and intersectionality on and around the land. And of course, welcome... to listeners of all genders, including, but not limited, to ladies and gentlemen. And I know we do a lot of greetings. Some say it can get a bit um, almost insincere. I think we've got to do one this week because it is Seniors Week, so we acknowledge our LGBTIQ um, elders um, who pioneered, paved the way and got us to this point. And Seniors has certainly been part of my week. Lots been a-happening because... Um, Thursday and Friday was the VALS Ageing and Aged Care um, Conference um, here in Melbourne and attracted great interest from around the big, broad, brown land that we are. And um, lots of great highlights. Um, Gillian Triggs, well, I mean, what can you say whenever she says something? It's a highlight of your day or week or month or um, whatever um, because, um, you know, she's just, um, she's the... She's the guru, as they say, um, or something like that. Um, and so she got things off to a pretty good start. Um, there was also a fantastic address by Dennis Altman about, you know, who has been left behind in the marriage debate. Great to see inclusion of singles, and that's something that doesn't get talked about enough in queer communities because there has been, and reasonably so, a focus on relationship equality, and, of course, there is in marriage. But what if you're single, and particularly if you're single senior? Who's going to look after you? So, um, great speech. Unfortunately, I'd lost my recording device and didn't record it, um, but I'll see what I can do. And um, also, um, a great speech by Uncle Noel Tovey, um, a great finish by Ann Mitchell, but lots of great individual presentations. Um, Trace Williams spoke about intersex, and I'm hoping to get Trace on the show in a couple of weeks' time because we are approaching the various intersex days that happen each year, and I think it's important we... Um, find out more about that. I think people are sort of aware of the basics that intersex are different bodies and then some people will be aware of the unnecessary surgeries that um, intersex infants with external variations face at birth. And But what are the issues beyond that? You know, if you get the wrong hormones to deal with things, what are the lasting implications? Lots of other stuff. So I think it's important to have a chat 
Um, whole range of stuff. Yours truly was um, on action with Caffeine in Hand for a panel on end-of-life planning, which is really important. We've done a similar one back in Law Week, and hopefully some video of either one will be up soon. Lots of great hints, you know, um, things like technically anyone over 18 should have all their documentation, medical power of attorney, will in place. Now, I suppose if you're having a bit of a blind on your 18th birthday, you don't think about it, but see, there you go. You could, <clears throat> you know, um, do something silly and you might need it. And who's legally looking after you? So all sorts of things and lots of good hints that came out of that. And... Um, yeah, lots of great stories um, from you know all accounts too, and a great bit of fun. Uh, perhaps an absolute highlight on the Friday afternoon was um, a pick a box panel. Now, you might, um, for those who remember a game show called Pick a Box with Bob Dyer. Um, if you look up your TV history, um, not quite blankety blanks or celebrity squares, but um, you had to pick a box and answer a question. And eight fantastic trans and gender diverse people on the panel. Um, representing age, all ages and all um, genders. So let me see if I can get it going in my mind from left to right. I'm going to have a memory test live to air, people of all genders. Um, the fabulous Georgie Stone, um, 17, and good luck for all those Year 12 exams that are just about to, you're about to dive into, Georgie. Um, Nevo, and Georgie uses she. Um, Nevo Zezen, they, um, 21. Um, so that's two. Star Lady um, is three. Uh, who else have we got? Andrew Eckland from TGV and The Shed, um, giving a trans man perspective. Julie Peters, um, um, the trailblazer of all kinds in Victoria's trans community and to some extent Australia, who ran for parliament in the 1990s. Um, I know I'm missing someone. Nance Peck, who is featured in Star, an article on the starobserver.com.au website this week, who's come out as non-binary at 70, which is just awesome. So this non-binary thing isn't just for these young people. Oh, goodness me. No, no, no. Um, There's someone who's proving you can be whatever gender you need to be at any age. And also the fabulous um, Tonya Field, who's a classical guitarist and musician and performer, who's now doing burlesque. Well, um, artistry is artistry, of course. So lots of great answers to lots of questions. Got a standing ovation. Um, There's so much going on in Victoria's trans community. It can be tough going at the moment with this silly tree-wasting exercise. Um, But please remember there's lots of people out there to support you. And there's just some of the great leaders in the community. And I'll check the photo um, and check my see if my memory was right afterwards. But of course, the other part, um, there's been two other parts to the week. On the Thursday night, there was the coming out um, dance club, which were featured, there was a little clip on that on Nine News last night. Um, there you go, with with Joe Hall um, reporting and showing lots of dance. But I didn't get to that, but I've got to say I did get to the um, <clears throat> fantastic event last night that was the coming back out ball at Melbourne Town Hall. And Tristan Meacham, who had this dream, had this vision and turned it into practicality. Well done. Mega rainbow congratulations. Um, you know, free for LGBTI people over 65. Um, I got. I do have to say I did have some initial involvement in it and managed to um, get a ticket thanks to Tristan. So thank you very much for that because it was sensational. Uh, walking up the town hall steps in rainbow colours, the huge glammy crowders. It's that interesting thing when you're with a crowd of queer people there's just that energy I don't know it's intangible in that sense but you can feel it and describe it and it was certainly there last night lots of people I haven't seen in a long time 
um, hide a penny and Liz, who I didn't get any contact details, even though I've got photos of you, um, who were the, from memory, the first conveners of when Pride March was a separate organisation and were the conveners when I did my first Pride March in 1998. And it was great to see them looking good. Um, to friends from way back, um, Katrina and Hillary, who have retired to Warwick Nabeel in, we'll say, central west Victoria, um, in a town of two and a half thousand people they stand out a little but they don't care because that's what they do and uh, Hillary was pointed out by um, some of the celebrities Um, we ended up sitting near the stage by good luck at lucky table 13 Um, a dear friend who I came out with um, gosh 22 years ago hadn't seen her in a while hadn't seen Katrina and Hillary in about almost eight or ten years or something so there was a lot of reminiscing also a fabulous character Lockie, who used to do the door at Drag Kings, was there. Haven't seen Lockie in a million years as well. So it was a great lot of catching up. Lots of people, of course, currently connected with. And so there, I mentioned some people there, and Julie Peters again was there. Um, and so I think of all those people, yes, yeah, some of those people were involved in, you know, sort of what I call the LGBTIQ infrastructure. It's that visible part of the rainbow that's you know, sort of a bit public, whether it, whatever organisation it is, say Pride March or Midsummer or Joy or wherever. But I got to thinking, I had a conversation about 12 months ago. I was at a, on a panel discussion out in the western suburbs for Women's Health West, who do good work, um, great allies of LGBTIQ people, um, particularly queer women, to keep it shorthand. And I was just waiting for the panel to start there. I was sort of sitting on the platform and I saw someone come, you know, come in and I thought, I know that face from somewhere looked familiar and afterwards um, said person came up to me and said, do you remember me? And I said, yes. And, oh, I remember your name, which I don't always remember for some reason, and got chatting. And this person works in a very masculine occupation. Um, I'll keep it as de-identified as possible. I'll just say driving trucks in a particular location. So pretty masculine. And she said, oh, I don't re- I'm, she used to be involved in one of the groups in Melbourne in the late 90s and said I don't really do that advocacy anymore I've just helped three or four people come out as trans women in this very masculine location and I looked at her and she said I suppose I am doing advocacy yes you're right and I think the thing that comes out of an event last night is all the seniors there have done advocacy just by being out for gays and lesbians there was that thing around 15 years ago you know if you want to be more visible put a picture of your same-sex partner on your desk well you know, to, obviously with a lot, um, allowance for your own safety, um, you know, by trans and intersex, we need the same. So there was a lot of that there last night, a range of great performers. Um, Carlotta was there. Now, I know there's been controversy about Carlotta's views on trans young people. I'll be honest and say I don't agree with her perspectives, but you've got to honour what she did to be out and about in 1963 when you know, everything was against trans people. Pretty gutsy. And then, of course, she went on to be on television in the 70s on a, on, you know, in, in the broader community, which is pretty amazing. So you've got to give credit where it's due. Um, an interesting country singer and sex positive advocate, Tammy Why Not. Um, that got me going. But there were lots of amazing highlights as well. Lots of great performers. And Acrobat, who did um, a sort of um, high, well, I'll say high, not high wire, not walking the highway, but hanging on to a rung. I'm not sure what the technical term is there while wearing high heels. That's impressive. Um, So gender-diverse acrobatics, that's always good. Um, But there were lots of great highlights, and not the least of which was just as Robin Archer, who's, of course, an amazing entertainer and was a polished um, MC for the evening, 
um, just had sort of done most of the introductions. All of a sudden, the trumpets blew, and God save the Queen. And in, it's as Bob Down would have said, it was her money, Madge. It's the Queen. It's a what is it? It's a Women's Weekly um, cover cover come to life. There, there she was, and we got the Queen's address. Uh, Buckingham Palace, London, England, United Kingdom. Someone's got to do those old gags. Now Daryl Summers and Bert Newton aren't on TV much anymore. Anyway, we got the Queen's address and yours truly had only had one drink and was sober enough to think, why don't I um, record this? Now, I hope this um, audio is clear enough, but it was very, very, well, we were amused, as they say. So here is the Queen's address as per the coming back out ball Last night, a 3CR, well, I wouldn't say ex- exclusive, there's probably lots of people who got their um, recording devices out, but let's have a listen to Her Money Match. 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au, out of the pan with Sally. One, two, three, four, five, break down, baby. Subscribe to your award-winning independent community radio, bringing you coverage of community issues and events. This is Peter Base Camp. Welcome to the Little Red Slangy Treehouse. As you said, I'm down at the East West Tunnel picket, as it usually does at 5.30am. Uh, the Lincoln Melbourne Authority have come here in the middle of the night and set up another drill rig here on Gold Street. The police were pretty keen to defend that with all their resources this morning. And I think for Australians, in order to know ourselves, really fully know ourselves, in order to mature, we need to understand Aboriginal culture. We need to embrace it and realise that in coming here, you're now part of the longest continuing culture in the world. We need your support. Subscribe today. Call 94198377 now. This Mental Health Week, Brainwaves will be having a one-hour special edition show. The team will be attending the Mental Health Wellbeing Walk, hosted by the Mental Health Foundation of Australia. We'll be talking to people along the walk, sharing their stories and experiences of the day, and reporting back for all of our listeners. Tune in to 3CR on Wednesday, the 11th of October, from 5pm to 6pm, for the Mental Health Week special edition of Brainwaves, or listen to the podcast on the 3CR website, Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Proudly sponsored by Wellways Australia. 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand, out of the pan with Sally on a Sunday afternoon. And I forgot to mention in the first segment the ways you can get in touch with the show, um, which are by uh, email, out of the pan 855 at gmail.com. You can text 61. 61- Four five six seven five one two one five. You can tweet at Sal Gold said so, and you can look for the post for this week's um, uh, show on Facebook, and um, um, that's on my page, Sally Goldner. And any second, um, it's going to end up on the Out of the Pan page. Um, this is live radio, people of all genders, and this is me. I'm challenging myself today. I've had the right amount of coffee in the right amount of time. So I'm doing memory tests and multitasking. No, I really forgot to put it on the Out of the Pan page. Anyway, well, um, there seems to be lots going on. We've touched on Seniors Week, and we just heard about it's Mental Health Week, which you know, affects many in our communities, um, in the rainbow communities. Um, many of us face mental health issues due to prejudice and discrimination. The linkage for that is well proved. 
um, proven um, with real evidence and real fact as opposed to alternative fact. But um, I want to talk about a few other things um, as well. Um, And um, one of which today, the 8th of October, this doesn't get celebrated a lot, is International Lesbian Day. Now, some people might say, why are we going to talk about that? And when I posted about this on, um, when I did post about this on my own page, remembering to do that, um, I've had a comment saying that um, um, people, one person has said, I have an aching of absolute loneliness, isolation from the, quote, LGBTQIA plus community, particularly the L community. Now, curious about that. Now, far be from me to say, not all lesbians, um, because I know we've got our issues with the trans exclusion, exclusionary revolutionary feminist types of lesbians who tell us that we're parodying women, but then when we don't look um, feminine enough, we're told we're a threat, uh, so we can't do it right either way. Interesting that some of those feminists often seem very similar to the Christian lobby. I find it interesting that that can happen given that most of Christianity still won't allow women to be priests, not very equal in terms of gender, and of course, um, the El Papa over in the Vatican's come out and been made some statements that show, well, to put it politely, an extreme lack of awareness of the reality of trans issues. Um, so these do raise issues of you know where to connect. I've sometimes in the, in the course of my involvement in the community, I've had people um, say to me, "Oh, look, I've just had someone come out as a lesbian. Are there support groups?" I mean, it's not my biggest area of expertise, but I don't, you know, sort of, there's the various rainbow youth groups for up to 25, 30, and there's senior stuff. What happens if you've come out in the middle bracket, even as a lesbian? Where do you send people? So a big issue. And, um, you know, it does raise issues of, you know, who supports whom. And this is where I wanted to um, talk to an email that... um, uh, Melina, who's um, listening in today. Hi, Melina. Sent me a couple of weeks I just haven't had a chance to get to yet. And this was a bit of a clash in um, the in jolly old England um, between some um, this particular group of feminists who come under the trans-exclusionary, revolutionary feminist type, and some trans people. Now, there's a Pollyanna part of me that says, given that we're both supposed to be fighting for equality of gender, why are we fighting each other? Which I find very... and you know, because Pollyanna idealist Sally says that. So why is it that we, reality, is that we do end up fighting? I think that one possible explanation, I don't want to speak for people, but I often hear that uh, many of um, that particular strand of feminism got fed up with being told, well, um, nature made women passive. Now, of course, that's not the case. That's highly stereotypical. So anything that um, puts gender under nature um, they're going to oppose, and most trans people just think we are who we are. It's always been there since as long as we can remember, which means it has to be there since day dot or moment of birth dot or whatever you want to call it. Um, so to me, the problem lies in the nature versus nurture debate, which is a, a reasonable academic and scientific debate, but when it comes to practicalities, a person is a person. Does it matter how you got to be who you are by nature or nurture or whatever else? As long as you're being honest with yourself and being nice to other people and preferably not being nasty, I don't care whether you, your sexual orientation, your gender or anything else happened by nature or nurture. It's what's in your heart that matters. 
And I can understand also that many women, including this particular strand of lesbian feminism, have had massive difficulties with prejudice from males. And maybe there's some sort of emotional trauma there. But there's a saying where we have a right to our feelings, we don't have a right to take them out on other people. And this is where we have a problem. Now, I want to make it clear I don't support violence on um, any any angle, and so I don't support that there was any violence from regardless from who started it or which side in this situation in London a couple of weeks ago. Um, I don't know how you solve it. I've tried to talk many times to some of these people, and they're just they're very ideologically stuck. And I pre- as I say, I appreciate their circumstances, but when you try and try and you don't get empathy back, where do you draw a line? To quote one of the famous philosophers of our time, Colonel Potter of Mash who said, well, if you're in love, you either um, keep on loving or you you stop loving them or love them a whole lot more. Well, I'm not saying that I love that particular strand of feminism um, and that some of the people in it by a long way, but somehow there's got to be a way to progress this. Um, So a very interesting scenario. But I have to say personally, the vast majority of lesbians I have met in, well, 20 years in the, the broader rainbow community, um, so, you know, I spent two or three years mainly in trans circles and then went, you know, started getting more involved. Majority of lesbians are very accepting of trans people's gender. I mean, if they're sort of, you know, and I'm being very oversimplified here, if they've got short hair and wearing slacks, they can hardly criticise someone for, um, you know, that could be seen as subverting gender and that sort of thing. And many of them are outright embarrassed by some of the TERFs. And so I don't really, I never feel like lumping anyone in a box. So no, not all lesbians in this case. Uh, Let's take everyone on their merits. Now, the other issue that's come up in the last week, if we're going to address things, and again, thanks to Melina, I think this is worth talking about. Melina's put the question, do you think it's beneficial that Kate McGregor publicly ends her friendship with Tony Abbott? Well, that's an interesting one. Look, you've got a right to be with the friend, whoever friends you, you want to have, for starters. And I respect that Tony Abbott was supportive of Kate McGregor um, when Kate sort of began to emerge, what's two or three, maybe three or four years ago now, and you know, told her story. You've got to be fair. By any reasonable standards, Tony Abbott was a good ally to Kate McGregor. You know, he used the right name and pronouns. He stood up for her. Um, you know, um, what are some of the other things you can do? He... Um, you know, he didn't, some people say it's good to go shopping with a trans person as they transition. Now, I can't imagine Tony Abbott and Kate McGregor walking through the Tajay ladies wear section, to be fair, but look, he did some of the right things, but it doesn't, of course, make up for some of, for Tony Abbott's record on LGBTI and social justice issues generally. Um, Is it beneficial that it's been ended? Look, I don't, it could be. I think that many people, you know, regardless of whether you agree or not on safe schools or the views they're on, were very disappointed with Kate's um, attack on safe schools about just over 12 months ago or nearly closer to 18. I also found some of her remarks, I don't like this idea that we personally attack people. And when she started jumping on the attack Ros Ward bandwagon, yeah, you know, let's get back to, um, I know football season's just finished, but let's play the ball and not the person. And I don't agree with the attacks on Ros Ward or Gillian Triggs or anyone else. Um, similarly, Margot Fink, um, a fabulous young trans person, wrote a column on Kate and got a very patronising response back about how young people are all full of fire and anger, that which I find incredibly youth-phobic. So 
I don't, you know, I think people had a right to be annoyed. But if she has had a rethink, and let's be fair there, I think um, she has commented publicly there was some strong personal stuff going on at the time. And I've seen that a lot, that after the initial euphoria wears off and you come out and, you you know, it's all prominent. And I appreciate that Kate got a lot more prominence and did, you know, was a good communicator by and large. But she was obviously, you know, sort of emotionally um, attached in as a friend to Tony Abbott. And sometimes that can be a little distorting. I've been in that situation. Someone I thought was a friend for years um, one day dropped their guard and said some horribly abusive things about me and gender. I gave them another chance and then they, after they said they'd unreservedly apologised and would be more respectful from now on and then told me, well, I belonged in a wanker festival. Well, that was the bitter end. The trust had gone. Um, so you can be emotionally connected to people in, well, I'll say dysfunctional ways. Now, this is not to invalidate emotions, but it can happen. So I've got to say a couple of times in the last little while, Kate has um, commented um, quite thoughtfully on some issues and done it really well. So credit where it's due. Um, but, um, you know, um, I think that Kate, you know, just still has this problem. There's got to be some trust to be re-earned and perhaps read the book by the, great, the late great author Stephen Covey, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, about how you rebuild trust. Um, there's a part in there on that. Similarly, um, you know, there's... Um, or, you know, um, you know, and I also don't have a problem with Kate's ideology. It's where it, um, whether it's left, right, or centre, it's where it might get in the way of the interests of trans people. So there's some thoughts to consider. But I think, you know, it's unfortunate. I'm hearing, you know, Kate said she didn't want to have anything more to do with the LGBTI community. I respect that. Not every trans person or any of the rainbow wants to do advocacy in the, we'll say, the more formal, um, say, direct sense of it. Um, acknowledging what I said earlier, so um, yeah, who's to, who, who's to know? Um, I but I hope that she would re-engage at some point um, and just have a chat to people, um, see where where things might have gone wrong, and see how we can fix it. So as I say, I think she's a great communicator, and if you're a cricket follower and listen to her when she does cricket commentary, absolutely brilliant as well. All right, so there's my thoughts on that one, Melina, and you've sent another one. Um, the Wheeler Centre, who, of course, put on great debates of all sorts, have the Festival of Questions coming up next Sunday. I won't be in Melbourne, unfortunately, between 5 and 6.30 at Melbourne Town Hall, and one of the um, debaters um, amongst a great group of people um, is Jordan Raskopoulos, the fabulous trans um, um, performer, but also Quinn Eads is trans. Um, Jeffrey Robinson, no, it's not hypothetical that he's hosting. He's actually doing it. Julian Burnside's in there and Celeste Little, um, fantastic feminist and Indigenous advocate as well. All Auslan interpreted too. So, um, yeah, check out thewheelercentre.com. Thanks for the tip-off um, there, Melina. All right, I've got more from last night. Um, there were some amazing performances and, um, you know, the... Um, one that stood out for me last night, Deb Cheatham now. Um, long-suffering listeners of this program know that I probably play a bit too much classic rock, so opera isn't my line. But I'd sort of heard of Deb Cheatham, but I'd never heard her um, sing either, or seen a little clip or listened to a recording. Last night she performed and did her version of Evita, which um, was just sensational on every level with um, the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra, or part thereof. 
So I'm going to give another special clip from last night um, as we play that one. And um, let's have a listen to Deb Cheatham and her version. Listen carefully to the lyrics. I hope the last track was clear enough um, and Auntie Sally's recording devices worked. Here's Deb Cheatham's version of Evita, 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au, out of the pan with Sally. Svako dobro, Bosno i Hercegovino. Hello, I'm Vadram from the Yoga Collective, and you're listening to 3CR Community Radio, 855 AM, or streaming for 3cr.org.au. Here. Illustrated book by Alina and Bruce McDonald stars our beloved comrade Bill Della as the protagonist in a journey that stems from Ballarat to Humpty Doo and features all the lefty issues that were dear to Bill's big heart. 3CR has a few precious copies of this beautiful book for sale for $20 plus $5 postage. All proceeds will go to the Solidarity Breakfast Program's Radiothon Fund. You can buy it online at the 3CR shop. Go to the 3CR website. 3cr.org.au or pick up your copy at the station. The 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand, out of the pan with Sally on a Sunday afternoon. And um, you know, so, um, and we just heard from Deb Cheatham, Indigenous and, well, I know our own words, Dyke, um, fantastic opera singer. That was utterly sensational. Huge standing ovation last night. I've got to say she was the highlight of the night and I will get around to putting the videos of those up somewhere on um, the interwebs and we can have a look at that. They were just utterly sensational. Um, so a great night. You know, our elders and seniors have not always, um, you know, sort of, They've had huge struggles, um, and I've just had a little post under today's show's Facebook page um, about the Alice's Garage tram project, Hold Hands on a Tram, and this is indirectly in response to the issues of lesbians. So when last year, in May 2016, the Vic Premier Daniel Andrews told the story of two lesbians convicted with historic offensive behaviour for holding hands on a tram. Now, that was in the context of the apology for consenting acts between males, gay and bisexual. Um, and so LGBTI histories are often viewed collectively, as per this website at alicesgarage.net, but can vary between subgroups. And of course, older lesbians have, and certainly need to acknowledge, a combination of um, well, um, prejudice against lesbians, whether that's called homophobia or lesbophobia and or lesbophobia, but of course also sexism. So um, the Premier then urged community members to hold hands on a tram, um, which was quite right, and and it was also used. This it was also used in the Netherlands, which is pretty cool. So um, there's lots you can do. There's a tram ride coming up um, very very soon. I can't remember when it is. If someone is listening, we can squeak it in in the last eleven minutes of the show. Ah, uh, here we go. Join the tram ride. Um, it is actually this Wednesday, the eleventh of October, as part of the Vic Seniors Festival. Scroll, learn how to scroll down, techno idiotic Sally. Between one and four, you catch the number sixteen 
Tram from the CBD contact the project coordinator for more details. And the fab photographer Lisa White will be aboard the tram to photograph lesbians holding hands. And, of course, um, you know, lesbians, women attracted to women, so that it could, um, should and could include and will include trans women. Of course, um, trans women can be in all sorts of relationships, um, which is why we also it's worth talking about International Lesbian Day, as it is today on the 8th of October. All right, um, what else has been going on um, and what else is coming up? Um, well, the Polyvic Discussion Group is on this Tuesday, um, the uh, 10th, um, as time of first broadcast, um, 7.30, check polyvic.org.au. Um, we've also got the Trans Anxiety Group uh, held in Carlton, check transgendervictoria.com or contact 9020-4642 for more information. Um, that's this Wednesday in the evening. Um, Bent TV, of course, still rocking every Friday night. And a big, it's that big second Saturday of the month, um, which includes Seahorse. And they're having a trivia night at their inner eastern suburbs venue. So um, check that one out and start start brushing up on your on your trivia. Um, how long has Queen Elizabeth II been married? You know, how old is this? Which year are we in? You heard it earlier if you were listening to Jerry. I should have said, I think it might have been Jerry Connolly um, doing, um, being, um, may not have been her money mad. She came all the way out here. Um, anyway, so lots going on. Now, I should mention that usually I close the show by saying catch her next week. I'm going to have to do it slightly differently this week. Um, a possibility that I'll be having be like the person from Scotland with a small cold, a having a wee cough. Um, I had planned to because I'm um, do something um, because I'm heading up to interstate to see family. But um, next week there is an important um, housing um, public housing rally on, and so we're working out whether we'll use the time instead, given that I'm not going to be here live anyway, to do a cross. So um, that's why I'll be saying something a little different to close the show this week. Um, But um, of course, always tune in to 3CR for all the grassroots information. Remember that growth begins at the grassroots. And um, I'll just, um, that's what I said, diddle I. Um, yes, I feel like I'm from the Loyal Society for the Prevention of Pisperamunts in Nation. Um, send your donations to Duckingham Bucks. Um, and make sure if you're international, you can um, be on the continent at Osloaf and Homestock or something like that. Hello, Ronnie Barker. If you're up there, I could have done some of those jokes if I was on stage last night and most of the audience would have known what I was talking about. Anyway, um, what else? Um, lots of um, things coming up. As I say, um, as I say, lots going on. Don't forget Mental Health Week. Um, that's all happening. And um, yeah, um, and of course, lots going on. Um, Transgender Victoria has an event planned for Trans Remembrance Day on the evening of Monday the twentieth. So start diarising that now. Um, there's also. Um, on the day, the announcement of the postal vote, which is 11.30am Eastern Summertime, um, there's going to be a gathering in Federation Square for those who are, we'll say, hoping for a yes result. Um, it's a long way to go. Please get that vote in. Um, I, can't, I won't say vote early and vote often. No, not quite that. But, um, you know, sort of um, please remember, I know there's been, you know, polls during the week um, so that look pretty good and 
um, all that sort of thing in favour of yes. And the you know the official figure is fifty seven and a half percent of eligible voters have voted, but that still means there's forty two and a half percent left. I want all of them. Rah, rah, rah. Um, you know, sort of Lyle and Tony and um, Corey, I don't hate you, no. Um, but we do want the best result we can because it's got to help. Um, anyway, I'd better ma- get out of here and make way for freedom of species. Um, and um, and as I say, well, not sure. Um, normally I'd say catch you next week, but if I don't, I'll catch you in two weeks. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. Catch you again in the next two weeks. Take it out today with um, Graham Connors. And, well, we can't get enough of this at the moment. Love Works from the compilation, um, the here um, album that emerged in around 2000 called The Best Till Now. So whether I'm back next week um, or the week after, catch you then. And you've had the best of Out of the Pan till now. Catch you in a week or two. <laughs>